this wonderful day of September. We thank God for all the uh, magnificent things he is doing and all for all of us. This is really September to remember. <laughs> anyway, we know <clears throat> there are so many things happening in the month of September where, you know, summer is starting to transition into fall for some people, um, particularly in the mid-Atlantic and the north like ourselves. I know in the south you're still having some extreme heat. You know there's a big, gigantic football season, a lot of football greatness happening, particularly with the universities that are alumni of both my myself and Prophet Shante. We thank God for her being here. She will not be on camera today. I'll, you have to settle with me on the camera for today. Okay, <laughs> hopefully that's acceptable to you, to you all who are watching. Share this broadcast. We are full of joy. We're full of excitement. We're full of life. Um, God has given us life. And hence comes Life Nation. We want a nation. We want God's nation of individuals to have be full of life and power and authority. There are some great things. So let me pray real quick before I get into today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your authority. We thank you for your grace. But especially, we thank you for your mercy. And most of all, we thank you for your adoption into the beloved. Lord, you did not have to accept us with all our failures, all our shortcomings, but you never leave us and you never forsake us. <sighs> we take pause in that greatness. You are a God who hears us. Thank you for the sonship and the daughtership that you've given to us. You said you made man humans in your image, male and female. Father, heavenly God, you are both male and female, the exemplification in spirit. We thank you, Lord, for how you uh, put us into the earth, made us from the dust of the ground as male and female. We thank you, God, for these two genders that you have ordained and established from the beginning of time. We thank you, Lord, for the relationships that you have brought throughout the earth between male and female. Oh, getting into my message. Heavenly Father, help those who are listening today, those who will be a part of this broadcast, those who would reshare or uh, replay. <sighs> we pray that we all are blessed in Jesus' most holy name, our Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah. We pray. Amen. Thank you all for being a part of Life Nation. Uh, I love doing this work for 11 years plus, and it's just amazing to see what God has done. Uh, we were in a series, uh, Invasion of the Soul Snatchers. That was something that we were dealing with for about four weeks all through August. Uh, we had a sabbatical last week for Labor Day. Had a beautiful Labor Day weekend. Enjoyed ourselves. Um, but however... We still have more to share on the soul snatchers. But as of this week, I kept getting a strong unction, a very, very strong unction to discuss a message that I started a teaching I did several years ago, and I felt compelled by the Spirit to re-share this message. It's amazing, okay? The message, for those who have seen it on our, um, our our Facebook pages, Life Nation, is called Woman, God's Superpower on Earth. So I'm going to share with you uh, a little bit of the graphic for it so you can see what it is today. Look at that, that thing is glowing. The absolute splendor of womanhood. Majestic. Powerful. Authority, so much involved with that. So that's a little shot for you today. Anyway, in our world, particularly in our modern age, information age that we're living in now, there is so much 
discussion that is not suited in any shape, way, or form regarding the destiny, the authority, and the power of women, females, okay? Um, I want to get into it, you know? I look at this past week and th or the last few weeks, what is happening, I look at the fastest woman on earth, Shikari Richardson and her story. We look at the great tennis magnate, Coco Golf. There are so many others, so many others. But however, women understand that you, without you on earth, the earth would have fallen flat. There would have been no life and no power, no authority, no ability on earth without that express power, character, and dynamic of woman. So looking at a few words here, um, you know, we love to get into definitions and the transliteration of the word woman in literally means help meet, okay? The original word actually means ezer, E-Z-E-R, or you can have K-N-G-E-D-O. K, letter K, like special K, and N-G-E-D-O, E-N-E-G-D-O. Looking at those words in the entomology of the words. Now listen, this word help me, do not concede to the westernized version and expression and culture behind the word help meet. In the western world, they have diminished, they have minimized, diminished the term help me to mean literally, literally what's happening as we have seen through the generations, particularly from the Renaissance forward, Slavery. Help me does not have any relationship to being someone's property. Help me has absolutely no relationship or connection to being somebody's property. Women, you are not anyone's property. Whether you made a vow with someone or not, you are not, let me repeat, you are not, you are not someone's property. The two things that the Lord expressly is disgusted by is oppression. The whole reason why humanity was put into the earth was to fight oppression. Even from Adam and Eve day. They were, man, human was made to oppose oppression in the earth. Fast forward a few thousands or whatever the timetables that you want to abide by, but the fact still remains the same. Even in the days of Moses, even in the days of Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, they came about to eradicate oppression for those who claim the name and authority and the power and the splendor of the Almighty God. So in essence, let's, I had to get that out because colonizers will have you thinking that just because you make a vow to someone that you have the power that you are subjugated to them as a slave. That is not of God. That is not of heaven. Okay? I, want, I can't emphasize it enough. Those who don't even want to be engaged or get into a relation with a vow, 
are fearful because of the mishandling of the expression over the generations of colonizing. They fear that they don't want to be oppressed under some other individual, so let's not even try to even make a vow with anyone. And that also is a trick from the kingdom of darkness. The word woman, which means help me, which means easer or K and ghetto from the entomology, is simply spoken means to save. It means to save. To save. It also means power. It means to be strong. In my Zamunda voice. <laughs> when God created humanity, he created humanity to save the earth. Save it, protect it, dress it, keep it like the prophet said. You have to be strong. You have to have the power and the ability to save. I don't want to jump ahead of myself in this, in this message here, okay? So let me just put these words up here on the screen so you can see it. All right. Now, what is a superpower? We know what a superpower is <laughs> by definition. It means to mean to be in a dominant position, to be in a dominant position characterized by an extensive ability to exert influence or to project to release power on a global scale. I'll say that again. Superpower. What is a superpower? A superpower is a dominant position. A position of dominion. Characterized by an ability. An extensive ability. To exert influence or to project power on a global scale, okay? Now, look at this. Also, as a secondary definition in our study, superpower means power greater in scope or magnitude than that which is considered natural. Power greater in scope and magnitude. So the only way you can save or to be a helpmeet, which means to save, is to be in a dominant position. It means to have ability. It means to have power greater in scope than what's ordinary. <laughs> I just tell you, there's so much there's so much in this. I'm taking it slow. I'm taking it slow. Let me put my hand on my heart. Oh, oh my. I feel the power. I feel it pumping there. My Lord Jesus. Look at this. I'll say only in a fallen state does a woman perceive to be ruled by her husband. But that is not the case. That is through the lens of Western civilization and colonization. A woman never gets ruled by her husband. A woman never gets ruled by her husband. A woman is not someone that you direct 
and rule over like a master and a slave. That is not the case. And many people try to express it through that and try to be spiritual about it, but it is wrong. It comes from the English doctrine of coverture. It is not Hebrew. It is not spiritual. It is not righteous. It is not of God. Okay. The husband recognized. Look at this. Let's go to Genesis 3 and 20. Let me not jump in. Genesis 3 and 20. Look at this. Genesis 3 and 20. <laughs> and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. The term mother means power greater in scope or magnitude. A mother has greater power and influence than the children. A mother is very protective. A mother has the power to reproduce. So for him to call her mother, she had a situation that was greater, much more powerful, and much more influential than the man. And the man, Adam, recognized it. Many people are in error talking and bashing Eve. Many are in error in, in, in Western Christianity bashing Eve as something evil and making all these uh, false doctrines about man authority and it just comes from chauvinism and shadow slavery. That's where it comes from. A mother is a superpower. A mother is a superpower. I'm not dismissing fathers when I say this, but a mother is a superpower. She is to give birth to. She is to produce. She is to bring forth or deliver. Now, you there is a greater power of humans that comes from motherhood. There would be no human race without mothers. We need fathers to provide the seed of, of, of birth, but a mother receives it, nurtures it, protects it, you know, feeds it, and brings it forth into the next dimension. That in itself is a superpower. That is a position, a dominant position of influence. That is a power greater in scope than any man could ever experience. <sighs> I feel very weighty with this message, and I pray that you're receiving what is being said. So mothers out there, take a look in the mirror. Take one good look in the mirror. Women, take a good look in the mirror and recognize and say to yourself, I am a superpower to help the human race. Eve came into the world as a helpmeet not to be a slave to Adam, but to be a powerful savior to the earth alongside of Adam. Eve did not come into the earth to be a slave or a subjugated individual to Adam, she came to be God's savior 
to the earth alongside Adam. God was both male and female. His feminine essence, the feminine essence of the Lord, characterized through the ability to give birth and to produce, was characterized in the Savior called Eve. There would be no human race without Eve as Homo sapiens. What is a mother? What is a mother we see? A mother is a protector? A mother is a I don't want to say disciplinarian, but she is a teacher. Because discipline means to teach skill and to help people to learn skills so that they can have a discipline in life. Like when you look at industries, what discipline or what, you know, we look at like my field, what discipline of engineering I ask, do you do when people say they're engineer? Well, my discipline is this area. So discipline means to be taught and structured in the area to learn and to grow and to be productive. So that's what discipline is. It doesn't mean brutalizing and, and, and terror to an individual, okay? All right. It doesn't mean to beat the institution. It doesn't mean to beat. It means to teach. Prophet says it so well. She is an educational expert, a licensed professional woman, and there's a superpower over here, all right? Now, listen. A mother is also a friend. There's no friend like a mother. A mother, there is something, and I know we know there is, on the fringe, there are exceptions, there's people who just really fail, and if you had a mother who failed you in life or whatsoever, understand that was an individual case, not the broad stroke of God. Free your mother from the shortcomings she may have had in her circumstances in working with you. Okay? Look at this. A mother is a selfless, loving human who, who generally, in most cases, sacrifices many of their own desires and wants for the wants and the needs of what they bring forth. And mother is just not isolated to giving birth of other humans. Mother is literally that position of superpower to be in a power greater in scope and magnitude, having extensive ability to exert influence. So we look at, for example, Mother Africa, the mother land. It was greater and power and scope and influence in any other continent on this planet and remains that way. It is the birthplace of humanity. It is the nucleus of world global resources. Every one of your cell phone smartphones that you have is connected to Africa. The power is there. That's why they call it the motherland. Dominant power and position. That's why everybody keeps trying to uh, abuse it over all of these decades, particularly those decades since um, colonization and Renaissance, European Renaissance. All right? Look at that. The foundation of planet Earth. Let's look at this as a, from the mother, as a foundation of planet Earth. The woman in spirit was always there from the beginning in spirit. Like I said before, she is the image of God along with the male. She is not an afterthought. Let's pause there for a minute. Woman is not an afterthought. God said, oh, I forgot to do something. Oh, let, 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 let me just put Adam asleep, break a rib off, and, and make a woman. No. No. God is both male and female. Created he them after his image. 
He had a plan. His image is male and female. Like I said, she's not a, a woman is not an afterthought because she is the express image of God before he even made humanity. God didn't forget about himself and the full nature of who he is. God executed a plan in sequence. When you look at construction, there's a sequence of building. No man knows the mind of God but he shares this thing with his servants, the prophets. Okay, so we can understand. Listen, the sequence. First of all, you, you dig up the ground. Then you pour foundations. Then you pour the walls, which have the doors and the windows. Then you pour the roof. The man may be a foundation, which is in the ground for stability. But the woman... Is the walls, the doors, windows, and roof of the purpose. You cannot live in a foundation. But you can live inside walls and under a roof. Oh my gosh. Why do I say that? Because a woman has the ability for life to live within her. Like a house. She is a house. The foundation may be the seed, where seeds planted, into the ground. But however, the woman is that house in which humanity comes out of. So she is the place of greater influence. Because she has the ability to house greatness and to release greatness through the doors of their life. I wish every mother was on this line today. I wish they were. However, reshare this broadcast because God is really putting some things in my heart to share in the power of woman. God's superpower on earth. The, like I said before, the origination of mother on earth was in Eden. Eden, which is modern day Ethiopia. Ethiopia has the oldest untouched, I mean, unadulterated faith on the planet. Unadulterated. You want to look at the earliest printed biblical text? Look at the Ethiopian Bible. That's before all of the colonization and the terror executed through European colonization and Renaissance. Okay? Africa is the motherland of continents and nations. The heart of Africa is God's kingdom. I just want to say these things here about a superpower. Look at this. Let's go to another passage of Scripture in Revelation. Okay? I'm going to express why the female is so influential. We talked about the genesis. Let's look at the revelation of woman. Okay? Revelation 21, verse 2 and 3. Verse 2. And I saw the holy city, Jerusalem, Descending out of heaven from God, all arrayed like what? A bride, beautifully adorned for her husband. And then I heard a mighty voice from the throne and perceived its distinct words, saying, See, the abode of God is with humans. He will live and camp tent among them. They shall be his people and God shall personally be with them and be their God. So look at a greater sense here. 
the abode of God is with humans. God dwells in the human family. The human family in the end of time is represented as a bride, as a woman, as a woman. Why? Because she is able to house. She is put into the position and expressed by the, one of the greatest prophets on the planet who ever lived, John the Revelator. She is seen the housing and the house that God dwells in is seen as a woman. <sighs> oh my gosh. This is so heavy. There's an artwork I did some years ago, some 20 plus years ago. It's called The Eternal Garment, which kind of is based off of this one particular passage. So I can just get it to show correctly. All right, there we go. Hopefully you can see it well. There we go. I call this the eternal garment. We're a bride adorned for her husband. The whole garment coming from heaven to earth. That was something to behold. Okay. That was something to behold. I can't get too much into that because I would just totally be here for like 10 hours. Just to get started. Anyhow. The principal essence of a woman is a leadership partner with man. Man cannot do it by himself. Man cannot do it by himself. Man needs someone with power, with the power. And power does not mean swords and weapons. If you look throughout all, all civilizations of the earth, throughout time, man has been a very brutal force in the destruction of life. In the destruction of life. Now, Vikings, wars, all centered around egos and territorialism. Man cannot... Man needs someone with power and influence and the allure that comes from being a woman. We get, men have a tendency to get brutal and barbaric when we're upset. When to tear everything down like the Incredible Hulk. But when you put a woman together with a man, a woman has that wisdom, a woman has a certain level of protection and friendship that's connected with reaching without warfare. Winning without war. Winning without destruction. Many times in my life, I've just really wanted to, you know, you know, get hot-tempered and whatsoever, but if it wasn't for my mother. Even in the darkest hours of my life, facing when I was faced with the cancer, and really just wanted to go warfare, just go totally obliterate my own self, it was the power of a mother and her voice. It's something about that supernatural aspect of a woman's voice, a wife's voice, a mother's voice, that when they all say something to you, your heart can become like refreshed like you're in a waterfall. Tensions seem to go away. How many times have your mother given you a hug and you felt the world was a better place? A partner is a trusted relationship for building. Anything from families to business to kingdoms. Woman is a partner with man. We are, it's a partnership. So becoming exclusively woman 
or becoming exclusively men, it the partnership that God has to save the earth cannot be in this fullness. I will, you know, I remember there's occasion in my life and and, and and career where I was invited to all male events, supposed to get greater wisdom or whatsoever. I always declined because the spirit of the Lord in me says something about this does not deal with the equality that God had designed in himself. When you omit women from the equation, you cut off a part of God that you need to survive. God is both male and female. How would you experience the fullness of God without the female aspect of who he is? Never want to be in a position where women are not a part of the equation because without them being a part of the equation, I don't get the fullness of God and vice versa. Women were made after the animals. So there was a period of space and time. And this is, this. check this out. There's spirit and pace and time. God has a divine plan. God put the man in the earth, had all these things to do to save the earth because naming the animals and the creation that God made was a daunting task. And all God showed was that man alone cannot save the world by himself. So when a woman came, which was the true power of salvation in the earth, then all man can say is woe. Many of you, I remember my college days. Uh, we had the thing called the set on our campus. It was a place where we people watched. And, all, and, and as young males, all we say is, whoa. <laughs> For me, I was whoa like every single day, all day. I was very sheltered as a child, but the seeing women in their fullness, being educated, learning, being in a class and being feminine, how they are, was really something to behold. For me, and it still is to this day. So what happens is partnership between male and female is needed to get the full experience of God in the earth. But you may not want to agree with that. Take it up with the Lord. Take it up with the Heavenly Father. Take it up with the heavens. This is the other thing about it. A woman will never, even in their most vulnerable state or challenged state, be considered an animal. A woman is not an animal. She is the express image of God as a help to Savior to the earth. So never try to consider her as a piece of meat to be harvested like poultry <laughs> or whatever. She's the salvation of the earth. Mules are beneficial for plowing. Horses are beneficial for transportation. Dogs are beneficial for hunting. Cows are beneficial for food for those who eat meat. But women are here for companionship, partnership, and leadership. There are certain visions. There are certain clues. There are various answers to you know for solutions into the earth that can only be expressed if you quiet down and listen to the woman. They are not your slaves for sex. They are not your slaves for work. They are not animals. So I would never call them a female dog. Ever. Ever. Women are not something you can just jump on a ride like an animal. Stop seeing a tool. Stop seeing women as only a tool for to be discarded after use. Stop seeing a woman as only a tool to be discarded after use. 
Women are not cows. You don't slaughter them in a slaughterhouse. <sighs> oh, God. I pray you're getting something out of this today. Something God gave me the other week is that attraction or, or beauty or whatsoever, that is the frosting on the cake, okay? So what happens is women in their beauty, in their expression, in their adornment, that's a beautiful part of their lives, okay? But that is the thinnest, that is the thinnest layer of their existence, the beauty, the allure, the uh, just splendor, the wardrobes, the clothing, you know, the, the, the fashion, that is the thinnest aspect of their lives. Like the frosting on a cake. Yes, it's needed for the beautification of the cake, but you need the rest of the cake. <laughs> you can't get full off frosting. Let me say that again. You cannot get full off frosting. When encountering a woman, don't just minimize their existence to beauty and adornment and fashion. There's so many layers to the power they have that bring answers and solution into the earth. Like I said, I've seen, I'm, you know, I'm 55 years old now. I have seen many, many single people, regardless of what they personify in their, in their social or outer mass, single, separated, or divorced men, they live with a hole in their soul, no matter how much they try to personify themselves as being all right. Men without women in their lives I've seen it over the decades of experience of teaching and doing the work that we do from professional to ministerial to, you know, relational. I've seen so many men that were broken hearted because they don't have that woman fulfilling those solutions in their life. They don't have that savior in their life that helps them to really pick their head up and put their shoulders out and say, yes, I can make it. Many times in my life, I felt like I was going to fail, but without, I mean, it's so weird in my life. The, the greatest moments in my life of breakthroughs in almost every, in every single situation has been at the auspices of a female. Ah. <sighs> And one of my conversations I had with a, one of my you know, people, many, many people know I'm into fitness. I love fitness. God gave me a vision to, to take care of yourself in the physical fitness uh, standpoint and health standpoint. And one of my single um, fitness people said that marriage is so beautiful and he longs for it. He's looking at marriage. I mean, to have someone that you could be a partner with. To do ministry. When I say ministry, it's not about being in a church in a steeple and four walls with drums and organ. <laughs> no, it's whatever the purpose is that God has given to you as individuals. Our household deals with art and we're creatives. So things that are creative, the vision we have is for the earth to bring creativity into the earth and together we're able to unfold creative things as partners under God to release greatness into the earth. It's together. This one guy, um, he said he dated one woman for seven years. He dated another woman for 10 years. But he just marveled at what he saw in my life. And to me, that was really... Uh, it, it, I don't know how to take that because it, it just the Lord just put in my heart about just how many people are looking at married individuals who are functioning 
as partners in equality under God to do great things in the earth. You'd be amazed at who is looking and who is watching and who is desiring to have that. I look at, and then one thing I could tell you by personal example is that a bride brings strength to a man to make it in the earth in their purpose. When you look upon a woman, you see strength. When you look upon a woman, you see intrinsic power. When you look upon a woman, and once humanity is saved and preserved, you will see a greater extent of their purpose on the planet. Like Solomon. I look at King Solomon. They say the wisest man that lived on earth. But he was he was just totally awestrucken by this woman, the queen of Sheba. He saw this woman, a female queen, He saw this woman, a female queen, in her allure, in her beauty. Now, let me say this also again. Stop demonizing women who are expressing themselves in a feminine way. They got makeup or they have jewelry whatsoever. That's a part of, of their allure and their makeup and their just creativity that God's put them to be in the earth. They're not Jezebels because they wear makeup or because they fit or because they, you know, wear, you know, fashionable things. That, <laughs> when you read through the cultural lens that was written in the King James Version, people misinterpret that as being a woman should be a dud. A frog on a log, that is not the case. Oh, we can go into that, but not right now, okay? Look at this. Men are not the companions for men, like a woman is. You know, we know we had David and Jonathan. David and Jonathan were a brotherly bond that helped David to sit in position of leadership. In other words, Jonathan was there literally like as an armor bearer to David. Because matter of fact, Jonathan saved David's life from his own father. Jonathan gave David tools and his robe and his royal resources to David. So David can assume the position of king as God designed, but his kingship was exercised in his union to woman, to a woman. There's many. There's much into that I can't get into right now. But long story short, David was married to a woman, and in his union with a woman, that is where his greater self unfolded, his greater leadership unfolded, okay? So God has determined throughout all of the ages that he needs a partner and a companion, he holds women in such high regard. He holds the feminine self in such high regard that at the end of time, he considers the female essence as the identity of where he wants to be. John saw the New Jerusalem as a woman adorned for her husband. Adornment is not evil. <laughs> Adornment is not evil. Wear the jewels. Wear the crystals. Wear the pearls. Whatever it is. Put on whatever it is that you feel that you know is helping you express the fullness of who you are. It's not evil. If it was evil, God wouldn't expressly show Queen Sheba to Solomon the way he did. He wouldn't expressly discuss the the extreme splendor of the bride in the end of time. 
Listen. I'm so overwhelmed by this. <laughs> uh, man, this is just day one, and there's so much more to go. Uh, I didn't even finish my first session today, but I'm going to close this out for today and saying that God identifies his companion, a holy people, as a woman so he can spend his time with them for eternity. Now, we talked about at the beginning to the power to save, the power to be strong, the identification of a woman is who God sees in the end as a leadership role for the end of time. Women understand who you are. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just here to help. <laughs> okay. So God bless you all. And let us close into a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Oh, we thank you for this opening lesson for uh, women, God's superpower on earth. Dear God, help people to hear what the Spirit is saying. This is what the Spirit is saying to the world. Father, we pray that every woman who feels low in their esteem or feels rejected or feels like they are used or abused, Father, we pray, oh God, that you would bring a healing and a wholeness to their life. Unlike what they're able to even comprehend on their own. Father, we thank you, Lord, for just sending a wave of glory, strengthening women, strengthening their power, strengthening their purpose. And we thank you, Lord, for sending a wave of glory for men to under, to be cleansed of Western civilization's identities and chauvinism and machoism and lords over women. Cleanse the earth of that, we pray in Jesus' name. We thank you for that. Amen. So we thank you all for listening today. Uh, this has been a wonderful broadcast, a very first start. There's so much more to what I have to share from what the Spirit of God has given to me. So stay tuned, and if you like what you hear, even if you want to support, we have uh, uh, Cash App, which is dollar sign life nation, all one word. Uh, we have PayPal's, and you can see all that in our Facebook um, Life Nation page. So if you want to support, we do look forward to your support so we can continue to share these great things that God has given to us to help not just church, but to help the world at large. So we thank you for support and everything you do to keep us going and keep us encouraged. Blessings to all of you and take care. Have a great day.